Welcome into episode 20 of the 126 podcast. Today we are talking to our coach of the month. Hello again, this is Addison McElvin. With me as always, Coach O, Coach Weaver. How y'all doing? Hey, I mean, it's going to be a good day. we got basketball playoffs tonight. We do have basketball playoffs. we got a bunch of stuff going on, not specifically tonight, but nearly every night of the week. Hey, I wanted to make sure that our listeners know it's not just episode 20. This is season three. Episode 20. 20. We're really rolling along here, and the fresh material in athletics just keeps on coming. It does, and it's kind of confusing. We may need to switch our format so we can keep track of how many episodes we've actually made. Because I'm yeah. always curious about that, and I always forget to look until yeah, I just forget to look at it. But well, maybe one of our listeners could help email us out. in, yeah, and let us know how maybe many episodes. So. Yeah, that would yeah, be we've good. had. And I'm gonna tell you, there's some good ones. Like go back into the what uh, the archive. Uh, we're, we got the Clay Jones track meet coming up, mm-hmm. and that's a big event for Forney ISD, not just for the the schools, but for our community. Um, but if you go back into the archive and listen to that Clay Jones episode where that we did last year prior to the 25th anniversary track meet, it's really good. We're going to have another Clay Jones episode coming up mm-hmm. this year. Um, we'll do that every year and kind of get a new take on it. But there's a lot of good stuff in the archive. It's not just about, like, current events. Right, you know? right. Yeah, there are. Um, and usually you can tell which episodes those are that are, you know, timeless or whatever. Um, but let's get going on this one. So it's, you said it's busy. It's busy. It's spring has sprung. I know it's still, you know, we got those 30 degree nights and, um, we're not too far removed from a little ice over, but baseball and softball have officially started basketballs in the playoffs, uh, soccer's in district, um, all of our. Um, individual sports, track and track and fields fired up. Uh, you know, tennis is rolling, golf is going, swimming and diving is going to to the state meet this weekend. Um, it is just a, a super busy time um, in Forney ISD athletics, February, March, April, and we're approaching a couple of big tournaments. I wanted to kind of highlight our tournament uh, issue. <laughs> And I say issue because in Forney ISD, we love hosting tournaments. We're going to host a baseball tournament coming up here pretty quick at three sites. We're playing at Forney. We're playing at North Forney. We've, we've gone into great detail on those beautiful new fields the last couple of weeks. We're also playing games at Roy City. Um, Forney High School softball has a baseball has a softball tournament coming up, which people uh, will have an opportunity to watch. 35 varsity softball teams participating in that. You're talking about a, a, a statewide, um, you know, really important event. A lot of great softball is going to be played in Forney over that weekend. But it's also at Mesquite. They're playing They're playing at the Mesquite Fields. They're playing at North Forney. They're playing at Rockwall. And they're playing at Forney. So um, a couple of really big events on our near horizon. But – the thing about tournaments in Forney ISD is I think a lot of people, you know, we, we get we look at season at a time, but if you look at the scope of the whole year, I mean, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a school district that hosts more major events than we do. And we, we've said this, we've got beautiful facilities. We're so, so glad to be upgrading some of those facilities now and doing some renovations as well as some new construction. But we, the truth is, we've always we we feel like we've always been proud of our facilities, and we we're proud of our community. We're proud of our coaches and um, the way they take care of their business. And um, people like to come to Forney. That I've heard the term Forney hospitality many times, um, and so we try to host great events. But I just want to go through really quickly here and list. I'm going to miss some because there's some sub varsity events that I don't have on my list. Um, but really quick, I want to list some of the events we host in Forney ISD just to give you an idea of the scope, the breadth of hosting when we bring all these other teams to, to our community for a weekend. So we know we're in the Metro League at the junior high level, and there's 20 teams. We're going to, our coach of the month 
is one of our junior high coordinators today. I'm excited to get to talk to him. He's new to Forney ISD this year. But there's 20 teams, 20 schools are represented in that Metro League. We host volleyball tournaments, basketball, boys and girls. We host practice track meets. We host the zone track meet. Our, our middle school league is split into two zones with 10 schools in each zone. And then we also host the district, what we call a district or league track meet, which is the best kids from both zones getting to, to run against one another. And I'm telling you, that middle school, metro league, zone, I mean, a district meet, the times will be as good as a lot of people's high school meets. I mean, it's, it's really an impressive event for junior high kids. We host a, a major volleyball tournament in the fall, FISD volleyball tournament. We host an FISD winter classic boys basketball tournament. No, we, we've been doing that for about a decade now. We host an FISD girls basketball tournament. We host a Forney High School boys soccer tournament. We host a Forney High School girls soccer tournament. North Forney High School hosted a girls soccer tournament. Uh, I mentioned softball and baseball. Those are huge. We host JV events in those, in those sports too, JV tournaments too. Uh, North Forney High School boys will host a varsity baseball tournament um, at North Forney using a couple other sites. FISD hosts numerous tennis tournaments on site. A lot of times we'll share North Forney courts, Forney courts, and for example, Kaufman courts where we pull kids in to three facilities. Um, we host the district golf tournament for 13-5A. It's all the schools in our district come and we host it over at Crandall. Uh, Forney High School just this last weekend on Saturday, Coach O and I went up to the indoor facility. They host probably the largest powerlifting meet in the state of Texas. If it's not the largest, I'd, I'd be surprised if there was one any bigger. Um, hundreds of kids participating, thousands of potentially of people on site for that coming and going. We host swim meets. I know we don't have a pool yet. Pool's not done, but we already have been hosting meets at, at a, an off-site pool. We said we've got the trade, uh, Clay Jones track meet coming up. That thing's big. It's, it's, a, it's a, an event that, that's been going on now. This is the 26th year for the Clay Jones Memorial track meet. So from fall to winter to spring, every major sport, team sports, individual sports, um, we host a lot of events in Forney, Texas, America. And um, they're great events. I think schools like to come here. You got to have great people to be able to do that. We're fortunate to have a lot of coaches that put much time and energy into that. I would be remiss if I didn't say a lot of these event, these tournaments are booster club events. That means we got a lot of parent volunteers that are pouring time and energy into it to try to make it make it great for our guests and for our kids. So we're kind of a hub uh, for a lot of activity every season of the year. We host a lot of playoff games too. We also get to play in some great playoff games. Coach O and I are going to go over tonight to Ellis Davis Fieldhouse in Dallas, watch North Forney girls play against Midlothian in the bi-district round. Um, we love to play in them. We also love to host them. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome that we host those tournaments. I know from the athlete perspective are some of the most memorable games that you play. Um, it's a lot of games in a short amount of time. A lot of times you get to get out of class with your teammates and, and you know, play during the day. So I, I know that I really remember that those tournaments that I got to play in, and it's great that we're hosting a lot of those too because, um, I mean, for one, it's just it's just great to have all these schools out here, but it's also good for our kids that aren't, that aren't traveling as much to play the games and everything like that. So I think it's a, it's a great way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, you hit a good point because obviously kids got to, you know, their mm -hmm. tournaments played usually on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Kids are going to get out of class for that. And people, you know, you might look at that at first and go, oh, we host all these tournaments. People are always out of class. But actually it keeps our kids in class. Right. Because you're not traveling. Yeah, if you're having to go to – you're taking all day if you're having mm -hmm. to go to a tournament in whatever, Weatherford or something. Right. But yeah, if it's here, we can control the, the flow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, we did – you hinted a little bit at our Coach of the Month this week, but um, or this month, I guess, mm -hmm. a first-year coach, the boys' athletic coordinator at Brown Middle School, and that is Will Harmon. So welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so – we have to throw you into the fire right away with uh, with a segment that everybody loves. Well, all right. So today for the subject spotlight, we're talking iron. Not wait, vitamins. wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> not vitamins. Not weightlifting. 
How about a cast iron skillet? All right. <laughs> what What's your favorite thing to cook in a cast iron skillet? Ooh. Um, well, I haven't done much cooking lately. Uh, I give it to my fiance, but she makes some mean smothered potatoes. Okay. okay. Not bad. You know my pick. Yeah. Bone in ribeye. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a cast iron skillet. Doesn't get any better. Got to get a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I just love a steak with bone in it. Ribeye or T-bone. Ribeye is awesome. That's always my go-to. Uh, well, you pick steak, so I'll pick something else. Um, we had some, it was like this country pot pie thing that had like biscuits were the dough on the top and uh-huh. in our cast iron pot recently, and it was, or our cast iron skill was really good. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll try that. Yeah. I, um, so I watched my grandmama and mama <laughs> cook in the cast iron skillet a lot when I was younger, and I, I just purchased one last week. And Coach Weaver's been bragging about the steak. It's just you got to have a steak in the cast iron skillet. And I did. So that's probably my favorite thing is steak right now. But I did not like how it smoked my house up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, Coach, I don't even have an outdoor grill anymore. I just use cast iron skillet inside the house. and, mm. and um, I did like the taste better. It's good. Yeah. 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 Cook darn near anything in a cast iron you skillet. You can. You just got to make sure you keep... What is that? What's that called? When you put the oil on it, make sure it doesn't rust. Yeah. Uh, seasoning. seasoning. Yeah, seasoning. you got to keep seasoning yeah. it. Well, I thought I was going to stump somebody today, and no, somebody was going to like, well, hey, okay. I think you're, <laughs> sounds like you might be the I newbie to the cast iron I skillet. believe so. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I actually have an interesting question that I'm going to ask, but I'm going to wait till the end of the show for that. We'll, we'll oh. tease it a little bit, but I have a little interesting question, um, not worthy of its own segment. Does but it have wanna, something to do with no, cast iron nothing skillets. at all to do with <laughs> cast iron skillets, but it, it's a it's off subject or whatever. So, okay. but anyway, um, do y'all have anything as far as information we got about our coach of the month from sure. other you, coaches? You know I do. Uh, go no, for I do. it. I'm, listen, She's you, prepared. Guys, you guys are not gonna ever get me again on <laughs> okay. this ever again. So, um, before I read one of the excerpts, you know, I want to say something, and it's the same thing I talked to the kids about at Brown Middle School. Um, when I was reading the excerpts um, about Coach Harmon, it, I mean, it was dead on, spot on what the, what the nominator said. I mean, I've kind of watched him all year long. Um, you know, Coach is new to our district. Um, he's a coordinator, so, you know, I take a little special time and uh, with, with the coordinators and, and, and what they said is just spot on. It says, Coach Harmon is great with the kids at Brown Middle School. He shows tough love when needed and patience and understanding daily. He is funny, and the kids enjoy talking and laughing with him. He is a great motivator for the athletes, and the kids really respect him. That was spot mm-hmm. on. Spot on. Well, that, that, I mean, the first part of that, he's a great guy, and, that, and that's important. This, the last line of that, that the kids really respect him, shows mm-hmm. that he's a very effective coach and coordinator. And that is critical at the middle school level, as you guys know. That yes. being able to organize and, and that stuff. Coach Harmon, um, we, we can get into what you're doing in Forney ISD and specifically at Brown Middle School in just a minute. But tell us a little bit about who Coach Harmon is, what, what your background that got you here. You've only been here for a year, but um, who were you when you came in here? Oh, um, I was a guy looking for a new beginning. Um, I've been coaching since 2008. Um, New life. Something about the number eight is the new life term. It's it's amazing. But uh, I'm an East Texas boy, uh, born and raised in Marshall, Texas. Um, Actually, I had an interview with Brown the previous year. Um, It went pretty well, but um, I think I got another position at my other high school. And so I stayed, and it, it has to be faith because I was able to come back, same position. So... Um, I'm a homebody. I love family, friends. Love to have a good time, and I love kids. So that's me. There you go. Uh, tell us a little about your athletic background. Um, kind of growing up, what did you like playing? How did you well, get into coaching? All that stuff. I'm a football, basketball, and track guy. Uh, in high school, I played high school football, basketball, and track. Um, and when I got ready to graduate, I had two options, and I tell the kids all the time. I had an option of academics, and then I had a walk-on opportunity. Well, 
coming from where I'm from, you got to take the money. So academics was my shot. So I always had the love for the sport. Um, and I try to make sure I put the students in opportunities where they have a better chance than what I did. So that's me. There you go. You know, oh. he said he's from Marshall, and I, I had to tell his story, because it's the, it's the Marshall Mavericks, right? Right. This is no knock on Marshall, but I had no idea. I'm like, what is a Maverick? Is it a horse? It is a, is it a person? Well, it's a, it, it's a bull. It's a bull. I, yeah. I mean, so a Maverick can just be whatever we want it to be. Yeah, well, I don't. I, that's one thing I've always hated about the Dallas Mavericks. Their logo, it's a horse. Yes. And I'm like, that's really not a Maverick. Well, UTA but, is a Maverick. horse as yeah, well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but you I know, guess it's, it's become synonymous with horses too. <laughs> I guess so. It's kind of the, the spirit of the thing, right? Yeah, right. A maverick is someone or something that goes out there on its own mm -hmm. and yes. gets it yep. done, right? <laughs> so, yeah. well, when he sent me the picture of the bull, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're a brown bear now. Yes, and uh, we're glad of that. Um, I, we came in your gym the other day. I think you were talking to your kids about 2%. Man. Weren't you? I came <laughs> yes, sir. This, is, this was not rehearsed. This was not at true all. story. No, we just walked in, and he, here he was in right in the middle of it. And they were listening. I mean, you had their attention. You could tell he commanded their respect. Mm -hmm. What were you talking to them about 2%? Well, the seventh graders, they talk about getting high school scholarships. They want to go to college. They want to go to college. I said, well, fellas, only but 2% of the high school students get scholarships. I mean, I'm happy for you that's pushed for it, but... You gotta put in some work. Two percent is—I mean, think about it, two percent milk. That's all we get. <laughs> so two percent—you gotta put a lot of work in. So y'all came in right towards the tail end of that. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, I think they're working. Yes. Uh, and and it also it still, but it, the good thing is you're teaching them the right stuff. Man. They need to know it's it's really about more than just getting a college scholarship. Right. You know, somebody's going to. Uh, usually, that's talent based. Yes. Uh, talent mixed with work. But for a lot of them, there's lessons for everyone. Yes. There's benefits and rewards for everyone. There's a place for everybody. Yes, sir. I thought it was a good message you had for them. Yes, sir. So I always like to ask this because I feel like we've gotten a few different answers, but why middle school? I know that there's you've, you've coached at the high school level before. Yes, sir. Um, what, what do you like about, about being at the middle school? Well, you always got to make a name for yourself when you come in. Um, a lot of people get high school jobs based on who they know, but I'm going to earn mine. So okay. I'm gonna make an impact at the middle school, and we'll go from there. there you see go. what happens. See, that's we've we've talked about that before. That a lot of a lot of coaches do go into the middle school in hopes of getting the high a high school position later, and then some people just love middle school. Yes. Um. And and I think it's good. We've talked about it before. I think it's good to have both. Yeah. I think it's good to have the balance um, because you don't want you don't want to keep all of your coaches in the middle school because then you don't have that experience coming up at your high school level, you know, right. so um, people got to start somewhere. So they do. I agree. We, we agree. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think that's our philosophy. Uh, we know those people that love the middle school level and want us and really invest in greatness down there are as good as gold. We also know that it's super valuable um, at the middle school level to have people that are, that are trying to go get it yes. and move up and are dynamic and are trying to impress the head coach up there so that right. they can, you know, take that next step in their career. Um, it, you're right. A little competition in you, there. It's sure. always good for stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. You put right. them both together, and and it makes for a, usually makes for a, a good dynamic staff. And and I know if you have you know a pretty good routine of hiring your middle school coaches, this happens fairly often. I had a lot of coaches that were my middle school coaches end up being high school coaches. Right. And that was really cool because you got to know people. We talked about it. Coach Holloway was our first guest on here, and he said that my class was his first class that graduated from that because he was our coach seventh grade, eighth grade. He moved up to the high school, Yeah, was a JV coach for a little bit, and ended up getting the varsity job, and we graduated like the next year or whatever. So it was kind of cool to have him almost as our coach for you know six years instead of just two. Right. right. Um, so that's a, another little interesting wrinkle. It doesn't happen all the time, obviously, but it's it's cool for those kids who get to experience it. Speaking of Coach Holloway, I will shout this out. He's <laughs> uh, He has uh, clinched a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. His guys are going to be in second-place position in 13-5A. They still got a game to play, um, but they they're already have clinched second. Behind Highland Park, Highland Park beat them on a literally a tip-in at the buzzer in the first round uh, at, at home and then uh, got them over there on the road at Highland Park to win it. But uh, Forney's in a really good place. They've won some real tough, close games lately. 
by a tip in and um, narrowly missed uh, losing one on a three quarter court three pointer by oh, a really? city. Yeah, mm. from inside the three point line on the other end. He Almost sl- made it. He made it. He made oh, it. he did make it. We we had just made two free throws to go up four <laughs> in overtime. In overtime already, yeah. and he slings it and makes it. So, um, but there's been some exciting games. But they're they'll have playoff uh, uh, you know schedule for us pretty soon. Right. Yeah. So, good for them. Be pretty really cool. Fun. There you go. So you got Fleming. Uh, we've had, I think our very first podcast mm-hmm. was Fleming and Holloway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them started at our junior highs. Mm-hmm. Fleming at Brown. And Bart at, at Warren, and here they are with their varsity teams ready to go into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I think Coach Hollow was there whenever it was Forney Middle School. I believe he was. At Brown, though. <laughs> yeah. It was where we were, at that camp. we were in that building, but it was still Forney yeah. Middle School. Yeah. That's the right. last The last year of that. But Well, back to Coach Harmon. Yeah. Uh, you guys over at Brown have had some pretty good teams this year. It looks to me like you got a pretty good seventh grade group coming up, too. I think you guys are – you're, you got really a whole new staff, don't you? Whole new, yeah, brand new. So it's not just you that's new to Fort no. And and I want to give credit to those guys. Uh, everybody see me doing a lot, but those guys put in the work. Yeah, they uh, are pretty good. You're only as good as your staff. Yeah, and that goes for the boys and the girls. Yeah. Um, Ashley Norris, she set the boundaries. She's, I mean, she told me exactly how she wanted. So I have no choice but to follow her. Don't we <laughs> love her? We love some <laughs> Ashley. You Norris. gotta do what Ashley says. Ashley's another went to. Forney High School graduate. And, uh, and a play, coach of the month. Played college basketball. Yes. We, we still came over here. She's been here for a number of years now. Yeah, and is the girls' coordinator at Brown. Yes. So, yeah. The, the big little sister, <laughs> what I call yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, Coach, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get on you about this because now you said you were from East Texas. Yes. But n- none of your hobbies include – Hunting or fishing? No. What's up with that? I don't like. You're the not country. a country boy. No, what? I mean, what is? I'm, I'm East Texas, but I, I don't like the country. Bougie East Texas. I'm I've bougie, never heard it. I'm not bougie. What, I like. Well, what is it? Asphalt. Uppity? I like asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, That's good. I don't, um, no. So y'all didn't live on a dirt road? No, I try my best not to. I still live on a dirt road. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, hey, my mama. Well, yeah, it's still dirt. Yeah, I kick up a dust cloud every time I drive. Yeah. Everything in my yard's covered. When in, I when I go dust. home, I know my car is gonna be filthy. When yes. I come back. Now my great grandparents they lived in a dust road. So, and I hated going down there every summer. <laughs> hated it. Well, we won't hold that against you. Okay, so besides coaching basketball and football and track, and you said you're, you you like to be at home with family. What other things does does Coach Harmon enjoy doing? Once you get out of sports, right, and you're you're going to do a hobby, or you're not going to hunt and fish, obviously. No. But you got to be doing something. I'm a gamer. Yeah. I love games, and I love movies. I know. So it's going to be hard once yeah. I get out of college. Well, he, he walked in here and was on that Spider-Man, Spider-Man. poster yeah. over there. That, that's great, yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Hey, uh, he's cool. a movie fan. I think there's a, a – fi- Film festival coming up. There well. is, yeah. This is a good little plug for us. There's going to be the first ever uh, Blackland Prairie Student Film Festival hosted by Forney ISD. Um, it's opened. It's open to Forney High, North Forney, and then middle school students. Uh, we're not doing elementary school this time, but if you're a middle school or high school student or you have one that's interested in filmmaking, go ahead and make those. Submit it to film dot festival dot net and um, maybe just maybe if they get selected they can go to Film Alley on April 21st and watch their film on the big screen. Wow! The right. Forney Education Foundation rented out the biggest theater that Film Alley has, 175 seats. So y'all be looking for if you just want to go, be looking for um, being able to reserve those seats. They're all reserve basis. We we're, we're giving some to the kids that make them, and the rest of them are kind of up for grabs. So oh, so okay. so you think we can get Coach Harmon? I think Coach I of the can, month get a seat. I, th- I think so. I think I can get him a seat, especially right. if the one two six sponsors the pot, or the, <laughs> the film festival. Sound like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what what kinds of movies do you like? I got to ask you that. Uh, action and comedy. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, have you? So, what's that one you guys love? The one movie. It was, oh my goodness! It had the um, van. Oh, was oh, it Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. The, now the first one was better than the second. Yeah. Oh yeah. The second yeah. one. Okay. So yeah. Bring the second yeah. one into yeah. a conversation no. about yes. that. Oh gosh, you're in that fraternity. Okay. <laughs> it's great. It's I've, I've never seen it. And I, and never. I, I don't think I ever will. Why not? You need I, a good laugh. Yeah. 
I'm gonna mute. I'll watch Talladega. I'll watch Talladega Nights. Where is she? I'll just mute her. Yeah, you're muted for. You have to pay a penalty of two minutes since you said you won't watch Dumb and Dumber. Um, so if you you you're coaching multiple sports, if you could only pick one, what are you what are you gonna coach? Mm. Football. Football. Yeah. Yes. Do Friday like, night lights. Yep. Yeah, do you have a certain position group that you like to work with the most? It's mostly running backs. Mostly running backs. Okay. Um, I love that too. I love. I mean, running backs is just that's classic Friday night. Like football is just you know. Turn they're all type off. of backs. You can have yeah. a power back. Scat back, you can have a quick back. I mean, you can have it all. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fun. And a lot of times that's where you're going to see, you know, it is shifting a little bit as we throw the ball more, but a lot right. of times that's where you're going to see the best athletes at a high school is oh, in the no backfield. Doubt. So it's it's a, I'm sure that every coach kind of wants to coach running backs because you get to coach some of the best kids on, on campus. Um, so I do have another random question that I'm going to ask you now before I forget. Okay. So the Olympics are going on right now. Um, and I, I've seen very little of them, but I saw about two minutes of the, the curling, right? Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird sport. I have no, no experience with curling. I couldn't even wrap my brain around starting it. But I was thinking, if they made it an event, you get to pick any event to be added to the Olympics, what's your best shot at coming home with a medal? And this is for everybody. So oh. it can be something totally random that totally you're like, random. hey, I'm really good at you know, I oh, know. something based on me. Yeah. So um, if you want to get a medal, so I'll, I'll start with mine. Okay. Okay. My best shot at getting an Olympic medal would be if they added hula hooping. I'm weird. <laughs> really? I'm a weirdly good hula hooper. Don't know where it came from. I still don't think I would probably win on a global competition scale, but I think that's going to give me my best would this, shot. Would this be a men's and ladies divisions or would it be a co-ed hula hooping competition? I think I need to split it up. For yeah, my, I think you for, better. Yeah, um, if you really want a shot at, I've only I've only hula hooped competitively two times, <laughs> and I won both times. Really? So I think I've qualified, <laughs> but I I hula hooped one time at a store like 20, 25 hula hoops at once. So me and my friend were like, oh man, I wonder what the record is. We looked it up. Not kidding you. This guy's name is Paul Dizzy Hips Blair. <laughs> Dizzy Hips. And he hula hooped 128 hula hoops at once. And I was like, man, that guy's coming home with the gold. Yeah. But, you know. You're 20% there. Uh, you keep working. It's still uh, 20% there. Yeah. Uh, that's by far my highest percentage in any <laughs> Olympic event. Right? Like, you put me on the diving board, I'm going to die. Like, so you realize in, in the uh, hula hoop Olympics, you're going to have to compete against Dizzy Hips Blair. Let's do it. Bring it. I just got to get to work. If I have some time, okay. but that's my best, that's my best shot. So I'm curious as to what y'all's best shot would be at Man. an Olympic medal. Who's going next? Me? Yeah, yeah. you better. Well, before I, before I say it, let me, let me give a shout out, first of all, to my daughter, because on February 24th, she will be trying out for the college national team. Um, again, she tried out for it in 2020 and made the team, but they couldn't compete because oh, yeah. of COVID. So she's trying out again. So shout out to Carrington. Do it big. So mine would be hmm, flower planting. Oh. <laughs> I think I can put them down quickly. I mean, I just put right. down it's like. It's a speed thing. Yeah, about 90 pansies in record time. So, yeah. Okay. Flower planting. You've got some good experience in that. I've, or, seen, I've seen your mom's yeah. beds. Oh, yeah. This, we have a board game sitting on the table called Catan that I play with my kids when there's not a whole lot going on. I might have a shot at this. Um, really? I've had one student beat me in one game in two years. But they stink. But they're high school kids. But we, me and my wife play this game a lot. I might have a shot at Catan, too. Okay. I've never heard of that game. It's fun. But what's your Olympic event that you, that you think okay, you Okay, it's going to sound weird, a coach saying this, but it would have to be washing and folding clothes. Okay. <laughs> I know it's weird. I know it's That's weird. Not- Laundry, huh? No, Laundry. for a coach, for a coach, it actually makes sense. Yes. You got to wash a ton of so, jerseys, a ton of things. Yes. So you fold shirts. You could fold the t-shirts, fold yes. the towels. Yes, I can do it. I mean, every Saturday I wash clothes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a football game on, whether it's basketball, all the time. So and I you, am the laundry king. Okay. Quick edit, yeah. Quick edit. And since it's Olympics, no folding tables allowed. You got to just. You know what I'm talking about? Those little things they use at like the stores to fold clothes yeah. perfectly. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this I've is Olympic. It. This is Olympic folding. There's no folding <laughs> table. Yeah. 
All right, um, we're waiting on your Olympic events. Look, <laughs> I'm really struggling. There's got to be some because, random things that you're because you know. I mean, I consider myself a jack of all trades. <laughs> there we go. And truly, <laughs> a master of none. I, you know, I like all sports. Um, I'm better at some than others, but certainly not good enough to That's <laughs> compete. Yeah, you got no shot at the sports uh, deal. Uh, no, so. no shot at sports. We got to make um, something else. Up. You know, I, I appreciate Coach Harmon's uh, housekeeping answer because <laughs> I also consider myself a, a jack of all housekeeping trades. Yeah. I mean, I can cook a little in the cast iron skillet. I you I do a lot of laundry on. on on Saturdays and Sundays too. Coach, you got to come on. You got to you got to give us. Something. I know you want me to land the plane, but the problem I, is. The plane never got off the ground. I just think of something really good. I, I mean, I could say maybe casting, bait, bait, bait um, you know. Distance? Uh, pretty good distance. Yeah, yeah, is that what we're sure. saying? And accuracy as oh, well. Oh, yeah, you got it. Uh, although I will say there was a time when I was a lot better because I had better practice at it. Yeah. You know, there was a time when I was really good duck caller. There was a time when I was really good predator caller. I could call in a fox or a coyote, you know, drop of a hat. Uh, I think I want I'm you a little to try out of this right about now. <laughs> Can we hear that? I'm a good wood splitter. Really, really good wood splitter. See, that is like an Olympic sport, isn't it? Aren't there like those jack? They're the lumberjack. Hey, I'll games, tell you a story. And I they're got cutting it. and climbing. I, somehow, I managed to fall around and trip over one. So, I split a lot of firewood in my day uh, with a light axe, du- double bladed axe, single bladed axe, and you know, a um, heavy axe, the whole deal. And because um, we always growing up had wood burning fireplace, all that uh, wood burning stove. <clears throat> So we went to state fair one time. You know, they get the thing at the state fair. And I had my wife and kids with me. And, um, of course, my kids see it, and they're like, Dad, you know, do that. And uh, there was a couple of guys, you know, big beefy guys over there, swinging the hammer and not getting it done because they want to use their strength. It's about – wood splitting is 100% about leverage, not strength. Right. right? So they're trying to strong arm it, you know, and hit the thing really hard. Wasn't making it. I got up there and, and re- really almost one-armed swung it. But I made the roundhouse swing, yeah. full leverage, knocked the top out of the bell, yeah. got the big prize for my son. There you I go. was a really proud dad. dad. There you go. Right. There there's, you go. there's my gold medal. We don't know what that thing is called. but <laughs> I have no your... idea what it's called. Give it a name. Wouldn't that, but wouldn't that be the coolest Olympic event? Because once you got to the Olympics, how high – the oh. bell would be. It'd be like in the middle of a stadium. It's yeah. like 45 feet high. And yeah. you're like, ding. Now, you know, some of them, there. they got to be greased up a little bit. Yeah. Because you go to some places, you've seen it. And it yeah. You know. They're cheating. Yeah. They just don't want you to give you, the, they just don't want to give you the stuff dragging or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I want to see that in an Olympic event because. Yeah. And I want to see you go up against all the big beefy dudes from like Sweden and Norway. That's and then good. you just go out yeah. there one arm. Bring the thing. Roundhouse axe swing. <laughs> There we go. Good enough for you there, That's Coach. That's good, Coach. Way to right. come through. I think the athletic department may need to host a random Olympics one year. You know, maybe. What if we had? If we had like a special event at the Clay Jones <laughs> yeah. for just random people? Yeah. You know. Well, me people and my, in the crowd could could participate too. And I want to hear what 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 a coach has to say about this. Is that coaches um, okay. track events? But me and my friends have always said that for the Olympics, it would be such a good idea where you have one lane or one section or one little spot always reserved for somebody from the crowd and they randomly choose someone for reference because what always happens is you're watching swimming and diving and you see a little splash and you know nothing about swimming and diving you don't right. watch it unless it's the olympics and you're just like i guess stinks it's like a four yeah. i'll give them a four and you start getting really judgmental of these world-class that world-class athletes we need to have a pedestrian lane where you call somebody down and we see them run the 400 <laughs> against these and we're just you like see how hard it really <laughs> yeah. is that would be me i'm not this world-class sprinter i'm yeah. that guy and they could pick people that look like they're in good shape you know and you know they think they're going to compete and they just get smoked i think it would be a great thing for the world to have a little perspective i think perspective is a really good thing i agree with you <laughs> on that. i think it'd be fun we should try it yeah and we could do a cool it, the their lane could be like a different color or something you know yeah yeah I think it'd be uh, Olympic. Is this going to take volunteers, or is there yeah. some, some sort of selection process? I think people? you 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 know you draw a, a seat out of a hat, and oh. that's you know or whatever have you electronically. <laughs> then if you get picked, like you get picked, pressure's like, on. You want to you want to run? You're We're like announce yeah. you on the PA. Why wouldn't you? You might as well. Like you know you're going to get last. Every person they pick is going to get last. We're you know, deep in the rabbit hole. Almost no one would <laughs> would. Oh, I would do it. They'd get up and leave. The, I know you would. 
Why not? People would get up and leave. You could be like, I lost a race to Usain Bolt. You're telling me some, someone. We had to give them a head start, though. To watch their grandchild. That's well, they're not supposed to win. The point is just so we can see how <laughs> slow we would be. We'll give them a real <laughs> big head start and let them try. Yeah. That'd be great. Hey, you've been to you've been to track meets before where yes. we used to have the heavy man relay. Oh, the big boy relay. Yes, that's right. And they get a bucket of chicken for winning. That's right. <laughs> yes. You let the shot and discus guys, and that's fun. Yes, because that's the highlight of, it, of the day. It is, and so, that's some deceptive speed in those yeah. in that big group. Yeah, especially I feel like that's that's becoming even more common because I see in the NFL all the time these big guys are oh yes. fast like. Like actually fast, not just fast for big guys. I saw the at at the University of Georgia, they were doing this thing with the football team, and they got all these skill positions, and they said, "All right, y'all, y'all make a a relay team of each position group, and the coaches have to do the same." So like the lineman coach ran against one of the linemen. Okay. So all that they all picked, and they picked their fast people. Well, the head coach was supposed to be the fourth leg, but instead he swapped out for this kid named Matthew Bowling. I don't know if you. Matthew Bowling went to school in Houston at Jesuit, and he mm-hmm. was the fastest high schooler in the country. Right. And he comes in, and, and their wide receiver, whoever is the fastest kid on the football team, has like 10 yards on him at the start of this 100-meter dash, and he catches him, stops next to him, waves <laughs> at him, and then runs by him. Oh. I mean, it's incredible. But the coaches are losing, you know, the whole race, and this <laughs> one kid just whew, takes off. But I thought that was a cool idea to do a relay with right. the coaches and the players. And they was like, you know, if the players won, they didn't have to practice tomorrow or something like that. But it's worth a watch on YouTube. Well, I and can guarantee kid. you that I wouldn't be a coach doing it. You wouldn't do the relay? I feel like if I tried to run full speed, I'm an athlete. I would fall. Athlete. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think I would be able to stay up. Yeah. Well, Not full speed. But that you planting those pansies. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. a whole difference. That's the different body group that we're using there. That's all about the hand-eye that, coordination. That is a very interesting first choice, I gotta say. Well, it's what I do. I mean, it's my thing. I that's like being thing? in my yard. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't think I could. I maybe could plan it, but I don't think I could keep it alive. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I you could. It. it it's self-sufficient. Just water it. Just water. It. Certain kind of way you water. I mean. Some, some are hardy, some aren't, you know. Okay. You're growing anything. Now, you know, you're going into a whole different level yeah, now. That's you're growing anything exotic? Um, <laughs> not really. I think probably the most exotic thing that I've planted, maybe it was just an amaryllis, and that's just a bulb, and it's not that exotic, so. Is that what you but, like? You like planting flowers? Is, this is Texas, so it can't be too exotic. <laughs> yeah, you can burn it up. Yeah, yeah. You like planting flowers, though? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we can have a... Uh, podcast episode sometime on horticulture with Coach O. Yeah. We have a floral design class we do. at the high school level. Yeah. Sounds and like a, Coach O a, might need to be a guest And a flower speaker. shop. We have a Forney ASD flower shop. I bet you can pres- do a whole presentation for them. I'm sure. I mean, you can set that up. Because, you know, my, my mom calls, you know, she has a self-proclaimed master gardener. Yeah. So oh. I go yeah. to her whenever, you know. Well, I've seen, as I say, I've seen the pictures and it's pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Wow. Yeah, it's well, since we started talking about one of our classes on campus, I got to ask, I know the coordinators teach a class as well. Well, we have PE. Okay. Okay. So, did what class were you teaching before you took a coordinator position? PE. I love PE. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you get to meet the everyday kid in PE. Yeah. The kids that don't want to be there or the kid who quote unquote is the athlete, you get to meet them all. Yeah. You get to meet the prima donnas that don't want to get sweaty. You get to meet them all. Yeah, so what's, I love it. what's kind of your favorite PE activity? Because I know you get to get into some anything you want, really, in PE. I've right. seen PE classes where there's a bunch of ping pong tables. I've seen all sorts of different sections that they do in there. So what's your what's your favorite one? To My favorite had to be the – it's like high and go see, but it's the wall count. You put a number on the wall or put a color and let the kids run to the color and then have other kids sit and try to guess what color they had. Oh, okay. Oh, it's crazy. It's phenomenal. They love it. We might need to go see that, Coach. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, are are kids you know, still playing dodgeball in PE? Yes. That's still oh. But we're off limits right now. <laughs> That's how it always was with yeah. dodgeball. You get to play for a while, somebody gets hurt. It's like, yeah, oh, somebody get hurt. Yeah, for three weeks, we come back to Kobe's it. Kobe's not on campus all the time, so we can't play. <laughs> <laughs> and we have all the different types of dodgeball. Yes. Backboard dodgeball and whatever, all the... The one where you get frozen and somebody has to crawl through your legs oh, to unfold. The nurse. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love dodgeball. It's great. You know, I mean. We need UAL dodgeball. 
dodgeball gets a bad rap sometimes, but it's a pretty, high, I mean, it's a highly active, yeah, intense. Yes. Competitive oh, yeah. activity. And if you play with, I bet the school yeah. has those the, those the foam ones. ones. Yeah, yes. yeah see, so you play with those. Nobody's oh, yeah. going to get hurt. It'll be all right. Right. We well, need you UIL. To somebody get hit in the yeah. face. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we need somebody UIL dodgeball. Yeah. Well, tell the UIL, Addison. Don't tell me. Okay. Legislative council can consider it, whatever. Maybe we can, can just play it on the tennis courts or something. You can write a letter. Yeah, now that would be pretty neat. Yeah, just drop the net. You got the lines and everything. Good I bet go. it's been suggested before. What do you bet? I think it would be awesome. You just do it in the office. Don't do it at the same time as baseball, so you can have all your baseball players out there humming those. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe. Um, I want to coach it. You want to be a. I'll, wanna, if they have UIL dodgeball, I'll coach it. Volunteer, interesting. Right? So when would it be the best time, though? I don't know. That you have to ask the athletic directors. I don't know the schedule. There's always <laughs> way more things going on than I think there is. Yes, I mean you. I would say dodge June. for one month. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right after yeah. the state track meet. One school's out. One school's out. That's right. <laughs> Make this a summer activity. Well, um, so what do y'all have going on right now at the middle school? We talked all these tournaments track. and all this stuff. Track is here. Track is here. We yeah. had the last basketball tournament Saturday, so track is here. Are we doing anything? I know I've heard this before at middle schools where if you're playing football, you got to run track. Anything like that going on at Brown? Or is it just if you want to run track, you run it? Well, track is basically the whole school can run, but I want multiple sports. I don't want just a football player. I don't want just a basketball. I want you competing in everything. Mm-hmm. It's you. called athletics for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> great That's perspective. A, yeah, it's a great answer. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If, you're a, if you're an athlete, if you consider yourself an athlete, if you're a pro- multiple, if you want to be an athlete, you're an aspiring athlete. Right. Even if you're not, I tell my students all the time because I, I, I get some athletes in audio video, but I don't get a ton of them. But I tell every one of them that'll listen, like, hey, go play something. Right. Go play something. Like, because as soon as you graduate, you can't anymore. You can go play in some rec league, but it's not going to. It's not going to matter it's as much. You got to pay for it. You're not going to ride a bus with your friends. You're not going to practice. Right. Like, like, go play a sport while you can, and whatever it is, if I could, I've told kids this, if I could go back and redo anything in high school, it would be that I would try out for every single sport. I have not picked up a baseball bat since I was nine years old. Not to play baseball, actually. So, but if I could redo it, my senior year, I would have tried out for baseball. And if I didn't make it, I would have been like, sweet, let me be the equipment manager or something. Right. Because I just want to do it. Because if I'm not, I'm just going to be sitting at home playing video games or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's what better. you could do. For the rest of your life. For yeah. the rest of your yeah. life. When so you might as well. I wouldn't suggest it. No, not, I wouldn't not either. particularly productive, but yeah. you can. And yeah, you got this opportunity to be part of something really special mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. school. Yeah. I, I would play play everything I could. Yes. Yep. And so, how much does that help um, students that you see kind of? I mean, right now you have them seventh and eighth grade. How much does that help them play in multiple sports, multiple years? Well, because you you don't know what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about all the time. You play every sport until somebody come in and say, you know what, you need to focus on this. You don't choose. Let somebody professional choose it for you. Mm. Let um, you know. Let you sit down with your trainer or whatever, and they sit down and say, hey, look, you have a gift in basketball. Choose that. But you got to think about it. LeBron James played football. Mm-hmm. So you trying to tell me you're better than LeBron James, you don't want to play football? You're straight basketball? No. Like, play it all. Yeah, you might as well. Um, one thing that was interesting to me, because my parents didn't let me play tackle football until I got to middle school. Right. Um, and one of the things I was really worried about whenever I went into seventh grade was, well, all these other kids have played tackle football. They've right. been playing peewee and forney or whatever. How long does it take a kid the to for everything to even out if, with the seventh graders that you've seen? It depends on if you like contact. Yeah. Because I know kids that play Lily that still don't like contact. Yeah. So, it's all about the kid. If you you. like contact, you're not afraid, you'll be fine. But if you veer from that pop noise, it's probably going to take a couple weeks. Yeah. And some parents, they still live through their kids. So, some kids don't want to play football. Yeah. You know, but you got daddy hooping and hollering and snap. But bottom line, the kid don't want to play. I'm not going to put a kid out there that don't want to play. I got you. you. I put him out there. If we kick an extra point, put him to the side. That way he don't get hurt. But... I'm not going to put him in harm's way. I just feel like I would have been a football player that didn't – I wouldn't have liked the pop. So what I would have done is I would have just been really fast. So you just couldn't have ever caught me. Right. I, I thought it was really interesting that I was going into it having not played tackle football, and I think this was true for a lot of my friends that started at the same time, was 
I thought I was going to be real scared of getting hit, but it wasn't. It was hitting people. Yes. That was the, because the contact, whenever you're getting hit, you're trying to avoid it and you just can't, you know, but you, you're in a little bit of control at least and you just get hit and you get up or whatever. But whenever you're initiating the contact, that's where you have to be like fearless yes. because you're avoiding the contact otherwise and you just, you know, it comes, but the other one, you're the one, you know, you're sprinting in there and laying out and it's, that was, that scared me way more than getting hit did. Well, it depends on what your eyes see. If your eyes see the other guy, he's coming hard. Yeah. You might tense up a little bit. Right. But if you think, oh, I can knock him out, I'm going to go full speed. So that's the the nature of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, what'd you have coach? Uh, Leaning in. Did you need me to comment on that? I, I think it's just, I mean, I, what I like to hear is that we've got a middle school coordinator, and I think this is true for all our middle school people that, that are doing, as you heard him say, what's best for kids. He's analyzing the kid. He's, he's trying to determine what the kid's strengths and weaknesses are, um, what, finding a place for that individual to be successful in a team environment. Uh, our coaches are experienced at that. They're good at it. And um, – it makes me feel good, you know, about um, these kids coming in, whether they've been playing peewee football for five years or they've been playing select this or that for five years, or maybe if they're just coming in new. The truth is, if you come in new, you still got just as good a chance. Your athletic ability can carry you. If you listen to these guys who know what they're doing, they're going to steer you the right way. They're going to get you taught the right way mm-hmm. so that it's safe and uh, so that you can learn to do it effectively, right? You can catch up and close that gap. Man. Uh, that's so why I say any kid, you know, like Coach says, every kid ought to come out and try and right. play and just be mm-hmm. a part of something something unique and cool. You may just be on that special teams the first year. Who knows? The second year you start to grow into it, you never know. We've had kids – we've said this too. This is – the honest truth, we've had kids that were C-team football players in seventh grade that end up being full Division One college scholarship mm-hmm. athletes by the time they graduate from high school. They change that much. And yes. um, so it comes back down, like Coach said – to the individual kid, and uh, I'm glad to hear him speaking to that. Yeah, I know. Um, like you, I, I had a middle school coach tell us whenever, whenever I was kind of nervous about it. My dad worked at the school district, so he knew some coaches or whatever. And one of them was like, "If you're athletic, it takes you know two weeks." Like you said, it takes a couple weeks to get used to the yeah. sound of the helmets hitting and all that stuff. But he said, "It takes a couple weeks." Um, but he said, I honestly like having the kids that haven't played peewee because I don't want to hear any any kid tell me, well, my peewee coach told me to do this. You have to correct them. All right. I mean, because everybody in peewee say, sack the quarterback. That's not football. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell them to sack the quarterback. It's an art to it. If you get too far upfield, you create a running lane. Mm-hmm. Now we in trouble. So you better hit them if you get upfield. <laughs> if you don't, now you got to come talk to me. well um so we are winding down on time i do i want to ask this i would like to ask our coaches this what is off of the field right so so we know you coach you know multiple sports and now you're a coordinator what is the thing you're most passionate about coaching kids at right whether it be you know some sort of character trait resilience or hard work or whatever like what is the thing that, that you really hope whenever a kid leaves your program they've got they've got a sense of this at least for the guys is to be a man mm-hmm. not just a male but to be a man it's it's different when you want to be a man like when you want to be head of the family mm-hmm. when you have somebody else depending on you so for the guys is that for the young ladies it's to be a lady at all time i mean you gotta think about it. you're gonna be somebody's mother at one point mm-hmm. if god bless you or you're gonna be somebody's wife and so i always tell the young ladies I don't want to see you at Walmart and, and you be embarrassed about your past. Just be a lady at all times. So just be a better person. Mm-hmm. Well, I like hearing that. You bet. Um, I think that that's definitely an important lesson to pick up. And, and I do think we have um, a lot of kids you know, across the country that are high schoolers that should be expecting themselves to act like a man at this point. Right. They still think of themselves as a kid and they can behave however they want. It's like, hey. 18 years old is right around the corner for you. And, you know, other people aren't going to look at you like you're a child anymore, so you better stop. And so I like that kids are hearing it even at the middle school level. Right. Hey, it's you're getting to the point where you got to start stepping up. you got to change the way you act a little bit. Yes. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I mean, I'm just shy of 6'4", but I can walk into his middle school gym, and I, there's a lot of kids I'm staring in the eye. I yes. mean, there's some of them that are bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, maybe kids are bigger these days. Maybe we've got yeah. a big crop of kids at Brown, but – 
Um, the truth is, yes, people are going to look at them now. Right, like that's grown. true. Yeah. If right. they're six three, six two, six three, mm-hmm. you know, one hundred and seventy five pound kid. Um, and and how dangerous is that for a six three hundred and eighty pound kid to think of themselves the same way as they think of the you know the four foot something seventh grade girl? Right, you know, like sure. to to not think of yourself as hey, like. I've matured a lot faster. People are going to look at me different. I probably really behave different. Same. Right? They're they kids. are. They're, They're kids. kids. Yeah. And and but to start building that expectation a little bit that hey, these are the things, and not not to expect perfection or not yeah. expect them to mess up because they will. You will. But to just start putting that, and then the, I think the main thing is to put a good example in front of them. Right. Well, that. so as as important as it is for Coach Harmon and his staff to to teach those kids to fill the gaps and to, and to play mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's, it's so much more important what yeah. he just said, teaching them to be good people right. uh, is our top priority. Yeah. Cause you're going to be, you know, like you said, 2%, there's 2%, 2% chance that kid goes on to play a college sport. And there's an even less percent chance that they go on to play a professional sport. But even if they do, their days of playing sports will end their days of being a person in a community and in a family those only end whenever they end. So That's it's right. like they, these are skills you're going to take to you no matter how far you go in sports. And so it is it is so much more important. And I think that athletics, is, we've talked about this a million times, is such a good vehicle to teach those lessons because athletics can give you these little examples of, hey. That's why. And every day. Yep. And it's so, uh, like our middle school coaches are so valuable. That's why mm-hmm. we put so much time and effort into the coaches and coordinators because we know the value of what they're doing down mm-hmm. there with those kids. And not to say we can't, kids can't pick up these lessons and further those lessons in high school, but I've talked about this with a teacher that's taught more than me, and, and he teaches seniors, and he said it's just so hard whenever you have seniors that don't behave correctly because by that time, you're probably not going to change it. You just change. don't have enough time with a, with a 17-year-old. There are exceptions, but you don't have enough time in one year to change habits that they've had for the last 11 years. It's tough. And so – the fact that we have middle school coaches that are really pushing this character stuff is is so so important. Oh, it's very important. Well, listen, we've got uh, parents, listeners out there. If you're fortunate to have a kid at Brown Middle School, you know Coach Harmon and his staff are doing a fine job, and and they're working hard for your kids on that campus. Um, everybody, you, you're gonna, you know, you'll see a Brown game out there. You'll come to a track meet. You're gonna come to a, a turn one of those tournaments we talked about, and you'll see these coaches of ours in action. You'll see Coach Harmon, our Coach of the Month, and his staff out there working hard doing what they do. So if you have a chance, we always say mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, give them a pat on the back, come up and shake their hands. They're good people. They're friendly. Uh, they're glad to know you, and, and they love what they're doing. So, um, you know, give them a thank you. We certainly mm-hmm. do, Coach Harmon. We appreciate it, and um, we know you're doing great things over there at Brown and, and more to come. Thank you. Thank you. It's a blessing. Yes, we appreciate you being on the show. Like Coach said, go talk to our coaches. Even if you had rough coaches in high school, none of these are going to make you get on the floor and do push-ups. They'll be (laughs) nice. They'll talk to you. So, Anyway, that is all the time that we have for today. We will talk to you all next week.